0: Attention, Mill spouses, families, and service members. It's now time for another empowering episode of Army Wife Talk Radio, the leading and longest-running podcast of its kind. AWTR is here to engage, educate, and encourage you by sharing dynamic interviews, social media connections, news, and empowering military life information. Here are your AWTR
1: hosts, your Army Wife Network command team. Hey, hey. My name is Lindsay, and I'm the content curator here at Army Wife Network. I want to thank you all for joining me on my very first podcast with AWN. It has been such an honor joining the Command team. I've had so much fun getting to know my fellow team members, learning all the ropes, and most importantly, working to release content that is empowering to all my mill spouses out there. Today's show is sponsored by First Command. We would like to thank First Command Financial Services for sponsoring today's episode. First Command offers complimentary financial plans for active duty military E5 and above. Visit www.firstcommand.com to learn more and to find a financial coach near you. Today, I will be sharing with you the secret I have found on how to make and keep military friends in this crazy mill spouse life. As a new military spouse, I was horrified by some of the stereotypes out there, and they were not put to rest at all when I checked out the spouse's Facebook pages before my husband joined. In the civilian world, you make friends with people based off of similar interests and the events that you attend. In military life, the most obvious similarity is the fact that we are all affiliated with the military. And so many times, that's what determines our circles. However, I've learned that this is one of the most beautiful aspects of mill spouse life. And I've made friends with people with such different interests than me, and that I would have never connected with on the civilian side. But what is the secret to making these friends? And most importantly, how can I actually keep the friends that I make? Despite all the PCSing, despite the constant change and moving. And no, the answer is not to be more outgoing. Or to read the book, How to Make Friends and Influence People. The answer is not even necessarily to do more. Although, as a side note, if you're not putting yourself out there at all, it will be near impossible to be in situations to get out and meet friends. So yes, you have to get out there and find events that interest you such as for me finding my local PWOC on base or getting connected to hiking groups, but friends to actually make friends in the military life and to keep them. Well, the secret is it really starts and ends with you. And so this brings me to my first point. The you is being at peace with you, with yourself. This looks like not trying to be someone else, not trying too hard or being ingenuine. It's about knowing your worth, liking yourself, Because how can others like you if you genuinely don't like who you see in the mirror? For me, I find this self-worth in relation to my faith. I believe that God made me on purpose and for a purpose. But what about you? What can you draw on to see that you have something to offer and to look at yourself and truly believe you are a friend worth having? An exercise you can try is writing positive things you have to offer, even if it's just one thing a day. Or start researching new hobbies you would like to try that interest you, and reflecting on those things that you have done in your life that you've been successful in or find interest in. In short, be at peace with yourself. Like who you are. Know that you have something to offer. Find hobbies that actually excite you, not just doing things that you feel like is the right thing to do or seems like the right way to make friends. The second point is similar, but it's being at peace with others. Those already in your life that you've been entrusted with. That could be your family, your family, your kids, your spouse, your current friends. Now, have you ever noticed why drama TV is so popular? Really, the deep down psychological reason why we love reality drama TV? My background is in psychology and therapy, in which I have both my master's degrees in. And so from a psychological perspective, one of the core reasons we are drawn to drama on the TV is that it makes us feel that the drama in our lives is not as bad. It exposes ourselves to so much of it. It makes us believe that what we're going through, even if it's dysfunctional, that, hey, it's normal, even on a smaller scale. Drama gives us a sense of excitement and of purpose. It is a distraction that makes us feel that life is interesting. Drama can be the same reason why people get fanatic about sports teams, because there is a winner and a loser. There is a thing not to like and a thing to like. Without getting too psychologically deep, which I'm prone to do, this is what intrigues us about drama. It gives us something or someone to like or dislike. It's like a villain complex that makes us feel justified in having strong feelings against others. And if you've noticed on a lot of spouse Facebook pages or a lot of stereotypes with the military is that it's filled with drama. But really think about it for a second. We as military spouses go through extreme situations on a daily basis, from deployments to PCSing to knowing that our husbands are in dangerous situations. These are very extreme feelings and emotions. And so when our life is feeling maybe dysfunctional or out of control, that drama or intensity can easily carry on into our interpersonal relationships. And maybe knowing this gives us more compassion to Hey, in the lifestyle that we live, maybe it is easier to be prone to drama, to not be at peace with others. But to really make and keep friends, we have to fight against that. To know that when everything else is chaotic in our lives, we need our interpersonal relationships to not be chaotic, that we need to lean on each other and support one another. And maybe the people that we see that are prone to drama, it's because everything else going on in their lives, it's so hard to be able to discern how to separate that from our interpersonal relationships. So a personal example from my life, I've noticed the times in my life when my own current interpersonal relationships are out of whack. I am more prone to be drawn to drama and dysfunction. But when I'm at peace with myself, like my first point, when I look in the mirror and I know I am pleased with who Lindsay is, I'm pleased with what I bring to the table. And then I look at my inner circle, my spouse, my kid, my family, my best friends, and those relationships are at peace the best that they can be, then I want that peace and balance to radiate to all other relationships in my life. So you kind of look at the core first, yourself, then your most intimate relationships, family, spouse, maybe your best lifelong friends, and then you can look out and say, okay, those things are in check. Now I can confidently outreach and try to make new friends without being prone to maybe the drama or making superficial friends the third point is to be graceful friends if i stopped talking to or interacting with people who said something that could have offended me i'm telling you i would have no friendships in my life and at the very least i would have a lot less people than i am talking to and hey let's be honest People say things that offend me, maybe on purpose, but most of the time on accident. How many times have I said something because I was having an off day, I was feeling off about myself or awkward in a social situation, and that very thing could have offended someone else? And what if that person didn't give me a second chance or took that one comment at face value and made a whole call on my identity or who I was as a friend and a person? Now, side note, this is different than setting healthy boundaries. I'm not saying to be so graceful that you're putting yourselves in unhealthy situations or having certain boundaries be crossed. Lord knows I am all about healthy boundaries. But this is to say, when you can tell that it's a specific comment that rubbed you the wrong way, or you were having a bad day, someone else was having a bad day, and there was an awkward interaction, I'll give you another example from my personal life. There was a woman who had very strong beliefs about a particular topic. And I honestly had very similar to beliefs. And something happened in my life that made me go back on the beliefs that I I had felt about this particular topic. Well, when I had to go back on those beliefs to make a very important decision for my family, this person in my life had very strong opinions about it. And in my hurt and in my moment of crisis, I was very offended um because i was hurt that i couldn't stick to my convictions and i wanted my friend to understand why um i had to make a different health choice than what i had originally wanted to do and when i was on the other end of this situation um this friend tried to outreach to me and continue a friendship with me and i had to make a choice to either stop the friendship there really not talk to this person again Or understand that my friend might feel differently, my friend might not have understood what I went through or supported me in that moment the way that I needed support, but that I'm not going to judge her whole character off of one set of specific beliefs she had. And that's what I'm talking about, the difference between boundaries or just differencing beliefs and opinions. Now, if that friend would have crossed the boundary and done something hurtful or um, just went too far with it, that's different. But in this case, it was just her own personal beliefs that she was being very vocal about. And so I took the road to express to her that I understood how she felt and I feel the same way. Um, but in this case, this is what I had to do and why. And from that, we were able to reconcile. She was able to know where I felt and we're able to continue a very healthy friendship from here on out. Um, because I was honest and I was graceful and I didn't just draw the line at the first thing that offended me or that I could have been hurt about. Again, also remember that someone else may be having a bad day and someone else may be feeling just out of their element. And once you start reading so deeply into why someone else is acting a certain way or maybe they didn't come say hi to you and so you took that personally, when you just start being at peace with yourself and shining your light And focusing on the relationships you have and making them healthy, I'm telling you, it's gonna help you be a lot more graceful to let those things slide off your shoulder and just to be loving and to stop the drama and just begin to build intentional and deep friendships and relationships and not just build them, but keep them. Because if you've been married for five minutes, if you have a child, you'll know that. Being graceful is something that is called to do every single day. So if you make a friend, but then you're not willing to give grace or to take a pause to see their perspective or see what they may be going through or know that they might be having a bad day, then it's going to be really hard to keep those friendships. So you might be thinking, okay, Lindsay, but still, how does being at peace with myself and others and showing large amounts of grace help me to make and keep friends? Well, because people will be drawn to you when you have a peace about yourself, a confidence, a purpose. When you shine your best light, people are drawn to that. When you don't want to be involved in drama, but genuinely want to see those in your life succeed and support them, when you don't take everything and anything people say so personally or seriously, you can let go and start really enjoying people and relationships. So my question to you is how can you go out today and be a healthier you so you can begin to make new relationships or to mend old ones and most importantly to keep them because we've all been through the pain of making friendships just to have them fall apart at the next PCS or the first disagreement. I want to encourage you that I have friends that I've been able to keep through countless moves through (laughs) tons of state lines across the nation. I'm talking about decade-long friendships because I've been intentional to be at peace with myself to be at peace with those closest to me in my life, and to give grace upon grace. As we wrap up, be sure to catch our full-length podcast on our website, armywifenetwork.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. We would also appreciate it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and recommend our network to your network. Connect with us on social media at Army Wife Network on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Oh, and as mentioned, I'm the content curator here at Army Wife Network, and I'm responsible for a semi-monthly newsletter called The SITREP. Lots of freebies there for you, so make sure to subscribe and stay up to date with all the latest and greatest AWN news. Thank you again to today's sponsor, First Command Financial Services. With four out of five financial coaches coming from the ranks of military spouses or veterans, they're uniquely qualified to help you pursue financial security. Visit www.firstcommand.com to learn more and find a financial coach near you. Engage, educate, encourage. Army Wife Network is your source for military life empowerment. This is your Army Wife Network team signing out.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Army Wife Talk Radio. The views and opinions expressed in our show are personal. AWTR is in no way affiliated with the Department of Defense or any other branch of the Armed Services. Inclusion in our show does not reflect endorsement by the DOD, any local government, or their agencies. Until the next episode, head over to armywifenetwork.com to connect with all of our engaging resources. Engage, educate, encourage. AWN is your source for military life empowerment.